I'm uh, Roland Hessler, and I'm the HR director with Rainbow Tree Company. So pretty much focus on all things that are people related um, within Rainbow. And I've been here for about a year. Um, most recently lived in Las Vegas and now moved to the uh, Twin Cities area in Minnesota for this position. And yep, just far thus far for the last year, learning quite a bit about the, the tree air industry and, and other business units that we have. And uh, just, yeah, enjoying the, the opportunity to, uh, to work with a, a great team and great people. Shaylen. So start over. Shaylen Ager with Rainbow Tree Company, and I've been with Rainbow for about a year and a half. Um, I am the talent acquisition manager, and I like to say I hire tree heroes. So what we do is find people that are looking for a position that is greater than themselves and want to make a positive impact on the future, not just for themselves, but for the world overall. And we do that by preserving trees. Is that what you were looking for? Awesome. It works for me. Thank you. I appreciate it both. And, you know, uh, big change from Las Vegas to, you know, Minnesota area. Very big change. Um, yeah, from 115 in the summer to, uh, what, minus 20 or 30 in the winter. But uh, summers, the summers here are great, so you can manage the, the winters. You'll take that part of the extremes. Yeah, and... like right now, I have no problem. It's, it's uh, <laughs> perfect. So one of the questions I like to ask people when they're on the podcast, and it's usually, uh, it's usually pretty interesting to see where people end up, but how did you each get into the tree care industry? Normally, when I ask this question, it's usually for people who are kind of, um, you know, tree climbers and stuff like that. Industry people who knew that, you know, tree care was their one love, their one passion. But how did how did you each end up in the tree care industry? Well, I grew up on a dairy farm and had a father who loved being out in the forest, trees, you name it. And he taught me at a pretty young age how to identify trees and appreciate trees. Um, after college, I can't say that I thought about trees a whole lot, but when the opportunity came at Rainbow and I was able to support the conservation of urban canopies, uh, I was all in. It, it really kind of brought everything full circle um, and it was a value I could get behind a cause that would uh, not only feed my bank account for having a job, but also feed my just passion for life. Yeah, well, yeah, certainly Shaylin and I on the HR side don't, yeah, probably come with the same background that many um, interviews or podcasts um, discussions have, but I grew, I grew up around a lot of trees uh, in the Northwest area of Washington, uh, but I can't say that it was ever anything that was, you know, a career thought or a career path in my mind. Um, but as I was getting ready to uh, move from Las Vegas and come to the, the Twin Cities area, Rainbow really stood out. Shaylin was actually the recruiter who posted the job and who I had my initial uh, discussions and conversations with and interviews in the process. Um, but I, I, I really was excited to work for a company that shared, I think, the same values that, that I have in terms of uh, 
professional career and and also the, the the mission really stood out and as Shaylen said I I definitely want to be a part of something where um, we're preserving life and in, in this case uh, you know not only trees but but all you know vegetation and 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 things that are growing that uh, that's really what uh, what rainbow is all about so I just uh, yeah felt you know, like I, I could, I could go along with what Rainbow is doing, and the people were, you know, really um, positive throughout the interview process. So I've learned a lot about trees in the last year, and and I'm definitely all in with our, um, you know, focus to yeah to preserve and save our our urban ecosystems, and not only here but throughout the country as well. And I think it's a great way to blend what we love to do with what we love to do in our spare time. Um, typically tree work, you want to be outside and it's very physical and you have to deal with the uncomfortable heat and cold and wet and, you know, bugs. We don't have to deal with that here in human resources. So we kind of have the best of both worlds. Yeah, and I think it kind of touches on one of the points, you know, that we're going to talk about is that there is kind of a position for most people's interest in the tree care industry, um, you know, regardless of what you like to do. But I guess before you actually are in the industry um, and you're looking for a job, right? You know, say you're just straight out of high school looking for a job and something in the, the, the tree care industry pops up. What specifically are you supposed to be looking for? Because it's not like tree care urban forestry, all that kind of stuff is actually talked about a lot in, you know, high school or in your career development stuff. So unless you're kind of in a big tree care market area, you probably haven't seen a tree care company at one of your job fairs and they haven't been around. So, you know, really what should I be looking for? Because Shailen, you said, right, you know, you're out in the hot, in the heat, you're in the cold, you're in the elements. That's all very hard selling points. So what are the things I should be looking for? What you should be looking for when you're looking at the different companies are the company values and the company culture and what is the company really up to um you know there are some tree companies out there where they need climbers because they are out to cut down trees you know they're basically um pruning and removal and that's all they do you also have companies that are more on the preservation or plant health side or the research even, getting to know the different options and opportunities that you have. Um, you can think of climbing arborists like surgeons that are combining both that technical ability to perform um, with whatever was prescribed by the consulting arborists. Most people don't know that those are, are two different roles. Um, you could think of the plant healthcare technicians like nurses doing that hands-on work, um, doing the tree injections and things like that, that most people don't know about. So when you're thinking about working in the green industry, take the time to ask the questions and find out what the company is up to, what are they trying to achieve in that area, and 
go to virtual job fairs, career fairs, webinars, TCIA events, anything to be able to just see what is out there because there are so many pathways. And like you said, people just don't know about them. So uh, do whatever you can, connect to people, talk to people, network, and really schedule interviews, uh, informational interviews with people in the industry. And that is a great way too of just seeing what is available. Yeah, to discuss a little bit about what, what Shailen talked about and another question that, you know, was, was with arborists and, you know, we're a very a niche industry and uh, very narrow, you know, applying with Rainbow Tree Company or, or another is going to be a lot different than if you're, you know, trying to work for a big corporation, you know, Amazon or, you know, something like that. But, you know, if, I, if I'm an arborist or if I'm somebody who's interested in, in this industry, I would definitely, because there's not that many companies out there, I would, I would want to research uh, the, the different organizations that are, that are out there and, and really look into them. What, you know, what, what is their mission and what is their focus, similar to what Shaylin said, and, you know, then dive deeper into the, you know, what's their culture and, and what are their values and, you know, how, you know, do they really adhere to those and are they, you know, strictly focused on, on, on those actually being a, a, a part of the, the company day to day and, and everything. I would, I would want to, probably see what, what are my priorities and what do I want? What do I, you know, right now in my career, what am I looking for long-term, you know, what are my goals? And then start looking in the, in the process as you're interviewing or, or talking with, with the different companies out there, um, how that matches and meshes up. Um, not only is the a company, you know, a good fit for you, but are you a good fit for the, for the company? And I just think that when all is, you know, when all is said and done, um, I think you just want to find companies that are a good fit in the right match for you and, and what you're looking to do and, and where you are at this stage of your life. So similar, I think, you know, similar with Arborist in this industry as, as well, you know, just about everybody now who's out looking for opportunities, there's no shortage of, of jobs that are available and that are posted. And and so I would just, you know, look out for what's in your best interest and and look at it. Not only are you going to be interviewed by by a company for, for an opportunity, but you should be interviewing the company as well to, uh, to make sure that, you know, it's, it's right for you and what you want to do now and, and hopefully into the future. Yeah. And you, you both brought up, uh, company culture also being a good fit at the company. I kind of want to expand on that a little bit because I'm thinking back to when I was just graduating high school and I was working a retail job. Um, you know, company culture is pretty much non-existent knowing if you're the right fit you were just kind of another number so really you know what sort of i mean company culture is a is a person by person basis right each person would fit in a different place best but what is company culture and why is it important to consider as something to uh why is it important to consider as you know a part of the job yeah, that's a really good question because everyone is different. And I think especially as you're looking at uh, some of those first jobs, knowing yourself can be the biggest uh, challenge, knowing your limitations, because look at all the opportunities you have. As Rollins said, there are a million opportunities out there. And so company culture is the way the company functions and feels and how it relates to each other. 
a good way to experience it if you are just getting out of college, uh, at least for Rainbow, is we have internship programs. And so you can try it kind of before you buy it. So that's a great way to get some experience to see how you feel. But also just finding out things like how seriously does the company take safety? Because there you're going to be able to, if it takes safety very seriously, then you know that it's going to take care of you. Because the reason it, they want you to be safe is so you don't get hurt. So what does safety look like to them? Um, do they take care of their equipment? That Are they good um, financial stewards? Some of those things are indicators that you can tell uh, that you're not going to be working for a fly-by-night company or a company that isn't going to pay their employees for a month and then close the doors and be gone. So those are um, some of the things that you can ask the, if you're talking to a recruiter, the recruiter at your initial conversations. It's also the kind of thing to ask interviewers, you know, what is your company culture? Um, am I going to be an individual contributor or am I working in a team? And you need to know how well you work in each of those and what exactly does it mean? And that too can mean different things to different people. So um, making sure that you're really clear on, on what you need and what you're looking for will help you find something that fits your, your needs. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely agree with, with, with Shaylin and, you know, when you talk about culture and, and that is a really something that's important to, to Rainbow. And I think one of the things that stands out for me when you talk about the company and their, their culture and their values is, yeah, when you're going through the, the recruitment process, you can certainly ask questions about it and you can, you know, as you know, that have material provided again, as well as the research that are out there, you know, everything from, you know, job boards have different comments from employees and and you can start to get a little bit of a, an, an idea about the company that way and then also the in, individuals you speak with throughout the process uh, but for me the biggest you know biggest factor is you know a company lays out this is our culture and these are our values and you know I don't want to say you, you want to start somewhere and then realize that it doesn't fit you but sometimes that's that's the way that it that's the way that it works and you know, starting from day one or even before that, you can get a pretty good idea if a company upholds and it adheres to their their values um, by just the, you know, the way that you're you're treated and the way that you're onboarded, the way that you're um, spoken to, uh, the way you're valued. Uh, so I think those are big, but there's a lot of cues, I think, in that actual recruitment process, such as, you know, are you just going to be another spoke in the wheel or when you're talking to the hiring manager, you know, do they have kind of already a, a plan for you and, and where you could go? You're starting as a technician, but, you know, we see this as a potential path for you. I'm not making promises necessarily, but saying that, hey, you know, there's opportunities for you to grow and to continue to uh, advance your career here. We want you to be, you know, with our company for the duration of your professional career. So I think just the little the little things that you can pick up on are really important. But um, 
Yeah, I think, yeah, Shaylin definitely kind of hit it on the head for me about, about culture and everything. Yeah, and it's, I don't want to say it's easy to find, but sometimes when you know, you know, um, you know, you kind of get exactly. that good feeling. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was first applying for TCIA, and I, I think it was on like interview number two, maybe, um, you know, just feeling good about it. They were telling me all sorts of stuff. And I had gotten out of the interview and I had sat down in my car and I think it was like calling like my mom or something. Right. Because I was like, you know, I got to let her know how I was doing. And all of a sudden, everybody who I just interviewed with in the marketing team all came out because apparently they go for walks together and didn't know that at the time. So they all walked by and I'm sitting in my car, <laughs> trying to, you know, shrink down as low as possible. And they walk by and they wave to me and they're all smiles and stuff like that. And then they kept going. But knowing that, you know, even though they just kind of got out of an interview and that they're still taking the time for themselves to, to go out, do their thing. And as a team to really kind of put me in a, you know, a better space because I kind of knew I was like, oh, they take that time for themselves. They work well together and, you know, they, they get along. And I think that was really more, you know, for me of a clarifying moment than it was to just kind of ask, like, what are the hours, you know, what is my job responsibilities? Kind of seeing that, that little bits of personality outside of the you know, the, the nine to five. Absolutely. And observing it is much more powerful than just being told, yeah, we have a good work-life balance. So that's great. Yeah. You can always be told it's a great work-life balance. And then they plug you into a 16 hour a day schedule, you know, (laughs) six days a week and, you know, say one thing, but, you know, just, uh, I guess, um, one thing that, uh, you know, for Rainbow that stood out was uh, I saw that the job posted for an HR director and uh, it was on LinkedIn. And I I went on, you know, online and, and did the application, but I sent a I sent a, a LinkedIn uh, message to Shaylin. And within, you know, hours she replied and she really was enthusiastic and talking excited about Rainbow and and, and what we do and and the culture. So even without, you know, and an even a discussion initially about, you know, what the job was or what it entailed or kind of, you know, some of the roles and responsibilities, um, she was just talking, you know, glowingly about the the company. So, you know, and I think it's important, and you kind of talked about it before, when you know it's right, it's right, is, you know, every, every job you get, there's going to be roles and responsibilities and accountabilities and those sorts of things. But but yeah, I was sold on on Rainbow, the company, through uh, Shaylin, and then introdu- being introduced to to several different people in the interview process. You know, even before I really looked at, okay, so what is this? What does this you know position entail? And you know, what are, what am I going to be doing day to day, or what's the the long term? So I yeah, I just think that that's you know really really important in the you know in that experience for well initially um, applicants, but then later on as employees. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, continuing the, what are you looking for in a job? How, and this, this seems like a weird question to ask because it's a little, little obvious of an answer, but how important is having a work-life balance? Um, you know, I know when we talk about the the younger generation, the work-life balance is very important to them and, you know, holidays, paid time off, that kind of stuff. So if I'm looking, you know, at a company uh, tree care company, really for any position, what kind of things will they, you know, let me know, or will they offer to know that they value me having a work-life balance? One of the things to look at is when they talk to you about schedules. I mean, what time of the day do they start? What do they do with rain days or 
exceedingly hot days. Asking questions like that can help kind of see where it's at. They can, most companies now will give you a realistic expectation. If they expect you to be 10 hour days, five days a week, they will let you know that because you need to be realistic about what you're expecting. Um, now, not all companies will necessarily lean into that suckiness of that job, but a good reputable company will. They'll be honest with their expectations right up front. I don't know if I would call it work-life balance as much as work-life harmony. Um, we are in Minnesota, and in Minnesota, you may have heard it snows for a good portion of the year. So we have uh, some of our roles that cannot be performed in the wintertime. And so during the summer, we have to make hay when the sun shines. So we put in a lot of hours in the summer, and we're up front with our, our teams about that. But then during the winter, it's a much lower key time. So there is a lot more time that you can take for yourself to enjoy the outdoor activities of Minnesota. So usually just asking about schedules and things like that, but also looking at their benefits. Do they have paid holidays? Do they have paid time off? What sort of wellness plans do they have? And when are you eligible for them? Are you eligible in 30 days or do you have to wait six months? Um, some of that can also show you where they value you as an employee and your well-being. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I certainly, as I do often, echo uh, Shaylin's uh, feelings and and comments. You know, and when it, you know, it's interesting with work-life balance. Now, that's one of the more you know focused on topics that you know that applicants have, especially now. I mean, you know, we're talking about Generation Z. And you, and, you, and you talked about it a little bit, Joe, and, and also, you know, with millennials, that there's certainly a bigger focus with them on work-life balance. And you know, the, the checks and balances of, of the workforce is if certain companies are offering, you know, that sort of, you know, real balance in, in life, you know, other companies kind of have to do the same thing if you don't get along or, you know you get left behind. And that's certainly, we, we've looked at that quite a bit over the past year um, that Shaylin and I have, have been together um, in the company as well. And, you know, there are times, you know, like, you know, again, we're a seasonal industry. So there are times where, yeah, it's going to be a heavy workload. Um, but, you know, we want to be open and honest about it um, from the beginning. But at the same time, on the back end, you, you, you know, you have to provide that downtime uh, to compensate for, uh, the, the increase or the, the overloads at times. And so that is important to us. Um, and, and it's something that, that we're not just saying it like, you know, for a tech, but all throughout our organization from really our CEO, COO, all the way down. Um, I mean, they're working 40 hour work weeks. I mean, again, sometimes it'll bump up, but they're taking PTO, they're taking time off, they're focusing on taking their kids to school on the first day. So those those things that are important, especially to, I think, people that are just for the first time getting into the, the workforce on a full-time basis, uh, you, you, you really have to, you really have to be able to, to talk to that and then live it because 
someone just out of college right now in this job market in this day and age, if you tell them that you know we offer this sort of a work-life balance, and then they come on board and you don't give it to them, then they're going to be they're going to be gone. So you really have to, I think up front you you just have to be honest and, and upfront and transparent, and then you have to live up to it. You have to live up to it when they when they come on board because um, they're not they're not going to fool around with you. You know. It's just the way it is. The way it is now, and you have to, you have to be, you know, cognizant of that. And and I and, I, and I'm proud to say that that's something that we've really worked on a lot at Rainbow. And um, and so again, Shaylin talked about the benefits of it. But yeah, how many off, you know, how many days off are you giving people a year for holidays? Um, you know, what what? How many PTO days do you get starting out? Um, you know, all all of those sorts of things. So. Yeah, that's that's all important, and and you know, frankly, you know, just speaking for myself at this stage of my life, I don't want to work 16 hours a day, um, you know, five or six days a week. So that was important for me coming to Rainbow is that you know there's a realistic expectation of there's a lot to do, but we're gonna we're gonna get everything, we're gonna prioritize, we're gonna focus on it, we're gonna be successful. But there are there are things that if they're not as big a priority, we're not gonna kill ourselves today doing it, uh, we're going to, you know, be smart and figure out the best way to get those uh, areas and responsibilities accomplished and, and, and we'll do it. But, but yeah, we just, you know, we, we value every, everybody in, in our company and, and I'm seeing this, I think more and more across the board where you, you, you do have to put your employees um, first and at least higher on the priority list of, you know, than, than the way things were 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. And everything's made kind of a big change. And part of that too, I want to bring up, you know, and Shailen, you kind of already touched base on a little bit is benefits. I'm going to be honest with you. When I was applying for my first job straight out of college, I was not looking at benefits. Benefits can bother me. Who cares about insurance, right? Like, like all of this kind of stuff, the 401k, it's boring. It's dry. It's not immediate money in my pocket. So in my mind, it didn't make any difference to me. Um, you know, I just turned 26. So luckily TCA offers insurance. So I've been on their insurance since I started anyway. So it wasn't one of those things I had to worry about, but like, what are benefits, right? And then why are they important to your job search when you're looking for any of these jobs? Because you guys have, have said it, you know, a couple of times that there's so many jobs out there, but not all of the jobs are created equal. And part of where they start to fall apart with each other is in the benefit side of things. Absolutely. Benefits are those additional perks that you get above and beyond your compensation. It's another way that the company is investing in you. And there are things like your retirement plan or uh, maybe medical insurance that, as you said, when you're first starting out, you don't even think about that's that's not a priority on your list but they don't benefits often come uh in a lot of different ways you definitely want to have that medical dental vision 401k that the company shares part of that expense with you just because then you have less out of pocket than if you had to go and find it on your own when it became important to you. 
but also a benefit could be something that seems far more intangible for rainbow we have what we call a grow team that helps our workforce with financial responsibility so we teach classes on um what does it mean to have an hsa what does it mean what should you know before you decide to go and buy a house what sort of things should you do in preparation for so giving you some of the financial tools that you need um, in advance and that is a benefit of working at rainbow but you will not find that on any of our benefits at a glance, you know. So what are some of the other programs that the company is investing into their employees? Um, and depending on what you're looking for, it could be uh, a benefit is that the company has an annual barbecue and you get to all get together for that. But are they, what do you want for your future? Is the company going to have some sort of tuition reimbursement or help you with your certifications? You decide you wanna be in the tree industry and you want your ISA, does the company have ISA study groups? And how many of their people in the company are ISA certified? So those sorts of things um, are, additional benefits or things that can help develop and grow you personally that you will be able to take with you whereas health insurance or medical or dental or vision you can't take those with you uh, but some of the other things that the company can do to invest in you as a benefit can be taken with you like your certifications uh, if you do the HSA accounts, those sorts of things. What did I forget, Rollin? <laughs> no, as, as you'll see, there's a, there's a theme here where I'm letting Shaylin go first and provide the, the nitty gritty. And then I just kind of add in whatever may or may not be beneficial, but the heart of it, you know, Shaylin's giving to you. But uh, Shaylin did a great uh, benefits at a glance document for us uh, this year, where we really, for the first time, we have all these different benefits and we've tried to gear those benefits towards all different, you know, ages of, of employees, interest levels, education, uh, to, to try to, you know, try to focus on, on everybody. Cause like you said, just out of college, you may be under your parents' insurance. So that's not important to you right then, or yeah, 401k at 21 might sound boring. Uh, but, but so we offer other things you're like, okay, so when you come on, basically you start with three weeks a year of PTO. Uh, you know, that's probably, you know, fairly ahead of the, of, of you know, kind of the, the workplace standard. Um, but also, yeah, uh, you know, like maternity, maternity uh, time off, you know, if that's important for you at that point in time, um, all kinds of different things. Um, but one thing that, that we do is, is every year before the open enrollment for benefits is that we provide to everybody in the company an overview and discussions and um, trainings on what we're offering. So if it wasn't important to you at 21, but now you're 25 and you're married or whatever it might be, and you're starting to think about the future a little bit more, now you're interested in 401k. Okay, well, now we're gonna provide that same information that we did at onboarding and the previous number of years. 
so, so we're going to continually provide that information and those opportunities to employees. And, and, and one of the big things, and uh, again, in, increasing uh, throughout the workforce uh, that, that, that we offer as a big benefit is um, employee stock options where employee owns. Uh, so every year that you're with Rainbow, uh, you're going to get stock options. Uh, you don't pay into it. You just get them as part of being a member of the of, of the company, and you continue to collect those annually as you're part of it. So even if you're not focused on your long-term future right now, or you have other things going on, that little nest egg is always going to be there um, from from us, and and certainly I know many other companies now as well. Uh, but that, that that was again another one of the exciting benefits that that to me really helps people see that you know, you're important to us, uh, we value you, uh, you're part of the uh, employee ownership of our company. And, you know, we want you to, to be with us for whatever it is, 30 years, 40 years. And when you're done, um, you've built up uh, a, a pretty good uh, portfolio with uh, the stock options that, that you've been given. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. Everybody has different focuses or priorities on benefits. And I think you just have to be able to provide that big menu of, of items uh, for, you know, the different, uh, the p different people that are coming in your organization and, and we get them in all ages, you know, so it's, it's, it's just one of those, we, we try to, you know, maximize what we can provide and, and hopefully let them uh, pick from kind of the, the menu of, of what's going to be best for them, but continue to always give them the option and the, the training to look into those if they're not important at this time down the road. Yeah, and trying to help them understand why it's important. Like you said, you didn't need health insurance because you were on your parents' insurance. But if you are using a high deductible plan and you can start putting away on an HSA where that money goes with you wherever, it's a health savings account, and you can have a really nice... You know, if you never use it, you're already building. It's another savings tool for you for the future. That there is another way to secure your financial uh, stability that you may not know of. So we want to make sure that you understand all of the options available. And as Rollins said, we tell you again and again, because although we go through it in onboarding, you get thrown a lot of stuff during those first couple of weeks and you don't remember. And unless you were raised around people that told you, you have to start putting money in your 401k as soon as you can, you don't understand why you want to or the impact or um, the importance of it. So we try and help, uh, especially early career people, find that uh, knowledge, that, that base of knowledge, to put them in a good place for the future. We want to preserve the urban ecosystems. We also want to preserve our workforce and make sure that they are healthy and happy and financially stable. You know, I know when I was looking, definitely benefits weren't it, but now obviously yeah. it makes a big difference. And switching gears a little bit, I need to ask the awkward question is, what happens when I don't like the job I accepted? I know that there's, you know, there's a lot of options out there. Um, 
And like you said, it's hard sometimes when you're told certain things and you get into a place and it's not what you expected or you realized it wasn't the culture fit you wanted and you may have thought you wanted. But what what are the next steps? Like, what do you do? Absolutely. Offboarding is just as important as onboarding um, for both the employer and the employee. If you don't like the job that you accepted, there is absolutely nothing wrong with it. Uh, you want to identify that as soon as possible and be honest and open with your supervisor. Uh, talk it through with them. There may be something else within the organization that could be an option if it's the position that you don't like, if it's the company culture, you want to tell your supervisor right away and give them that two weeks notice and and move on. There's nothing wrong with that as long as you remain professional and um, also understand that you know you are doing a job for that employer and that job needs to be done. So being respectful and giving a two week notice, uh, it will help prevent the burning of bridges going forward. That way, uh, you'll notice that the tree industry is a pretty small industry. So people do talk. And if it's an industry you want to stay in, um, you never know when you might be applying to another organization. And you could be applying with this boss that you just left high and dry. So you don't want to do that. You want to remain professional and leave as politely as possible, give a formal two-week notice. Um, often with early career positions or technician positions, people don't necessarily feel that that's the need anymore, but it really does reflect well on you if you don't burn that bridge as you're leaving, if you don't just not show up after lunch one day. You know, those sorts of things will come back to bite you in the future in your your career. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Shaylin, I think hit on a certainly big for, you know, an industry like, you know, um, TCIA, where, you know, there's only so many arborist positions right now in the Twin Cities in Minnesota. So word certainly gets around and it's it's a pretty small community. So it's, it is important to, to be uh, professional. I mean, I think we always should be. But certainly something you want to be a little bit more, I think, aware of when you're in kind of a, a smaller uh, kind of pool of potential, you know, candidates for, for the industry. But, um, you know, I, I think a lot of times I've, I've noticed over the years that new employees start a job and they don't really like it, but they feel like an obligated or they feel an obligation or they feel pressure because they accepted it. And, you know, maybe that, you know, they gave their word. And they know that time and money have been invested into bringing them on. But, you know, I mean, let's be honest. If someone starts with us and they're here for a couple of weeks and they don't like it and they say it's just not a right fit for them, then, you know, we don't want them to be unhappy. We don't want them to uh, to, to be in the wrong fit, whether it's the job or or and or uh, the, the company. So, I, you know, I don't want anybody to, to be shy. I want them to just you know, talk to your supervisor um, and, and let them know these, these are your feelings. This is what you see and what you think. It may be something that we can fix. You know, you don't have to be unhappy or 
um, you know, feel like it's not the right place for you, you know, there might be some things that we can change. There might be another opportunity. You know, we talk about being the, 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 the right seat on the right bus. You know, you might not be in the right seat, but you might be on the right bus with, with, with Rainbow per se. So I just, I, I think it's important for people to realize that, you know, the company's not going to go under, um, the world's not going to end for either side, you know, just be honest and, 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 and say your feelings. If the company is worth anything and, and, and it's a place that you could see yourself fitting for, you know, the, uh, you know, long-term future, uh, they're, they're going to be understanding. And I, I think that that communication is, is really important. And, you know, we've had several people leave and, uh, just the last year that I've been here and they do it, we get a call about a verification or, you know, just ask questions about it. And, you know, I, I want that person to, to, to be fulfilled and, and to be happy. And if it's not with rainbow or if it's not in a position of rainbow, then I certainly want to help them out to, to, to get there. Um, because while retention is vital and, and very important and, and we want to keep everybody on board that we can, you know, like, you know, I'd rather have, you know, a smaller number of people who are excited and happy to be here than, you know, a growing, you know, group that are, you know, not uh, really interested in what they do. They're not, uh, you know, that dedicated to, to, to what we're, you know, doing as a company. So I know there's a lot of discomfort around it, but I think just kind of let that, let that go and, and just say, Hey, you know, these are, this is what I'm thinking. You know, it's, you know, doesn't feel right. Or, you know, maybe it's just not the right company for me, then, you know, we can discuss it and, and work something out that, that'll, I think, mutually benefit uh, both sides. And if you are at the right company, when you have that conversation with the supervisor, they will help you through that, like Roland said. Um, and if you don't know how to broach that subject, you don't, you know, what are the phrasings? This is a difficult conversation. Go to the human resource department. They can help mediate that they can help give you the phrasing and kind of walk you through it maybe role play it so you're more comfortable when you do talk to your supervisor because as Roland said it it's important that you be happy where you're working um because then you do a better job yeah thank you both for the perspective I think it's hard to be honest about something like that but you know the sooner you're honest about it the more that can be done to help you out as well as, you know, get you into a position or a company that's right for you. And just looking at the time, we're coming up on the end of our time together. Do you, do either of you have anything that you'd like to talk about that we haven't had a chance to yet? Nothing specifically for me. I appreciate the opportunity to, to jump on and um, yeah, have a little discussion with you and, and yeah, not just for people who are interested in rainbow tree care, although if they are, let us know. We'd be more than happy to, you know, have a conversation with you. But, but just people who are yeah, in the industry and, and part of TCIA, um, you know, it's a you know strong a strong group and core of, of of professionals, and and we're just excited to and happy to to kind of be a part of it and and, and participate uh, with the with the growth and expansion of of the association uh, moving forward. Yeah, we're very excited to partner with TCIA. Um for all of the wonderful things they do for the industry, the, the tree care industry overall. And um, we love anything that we can partner with them around. And so thank you very much for, for giving us the opportunity to talk to, about 
our favorite subject, which is human resources and people that work in trees. We appreciate it. <laughs>